0: Hey there, and welcome to First Take, a podcast ministry of First Reformed Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm Assistant Pastor Jim Curtis here with my senior pastor, Brent Horan, to offer you our take this week on Christians disagreeing about coronavirus. Okay, now that, now that I got that out of my mouth, <laughs> uh, the twisting words that that was, what a long title today. Um, Brent, I want to talk and ask some questions today about what we're facing right now um, in the midst of this global pandemic of coronavirus, you know, um, we've just been moved here in Pennsylvania to Governor Wolf's yellow phase, right, where things are slowly beginning to reopen. We're talking about reopening. Um, As a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody today, not a part of our church, asking me what uh, our church was doing and thinking about and and deciding with regards to reopening. Um, And we talked for a little bit and we disagreed. (laughs) Um, And I think there's a lot of disagreement, even maybe even within our own church about this. Um, And I think we can apply some how do Christians disagree principles. But Mm. I want to talk about coronavirus in particular, because I think there's a lot of division going on right now. There's Mm. a lot of difference of opinion. And I think on one level, that's okay. um, But uh, maybe we can talk about that. So why don't you just generally hit us because I know you just wrote a blog on this. Hit us with some general principles, some general thoughts on how can Christians disagree well on coronavirus?
1: Yeah, I guess the the blog would be a good jumping point. Um, Those that have have read it, some of this will be a little bit of a repeat. But like you, I've run into people that have had um, multiple views Hmm. on literally everything. Yeah. And um, Facebook would be a great example. (laughs) <laughs> of, um, it's always social media. Man. <laughs> it is. It is. And there are, um, there are just, there's 17 views
0: mm.
1: about everything. Mm-hmm. And of those 17 views, those 17 people are sure that they're right. Right. And they think the other 16 are, um, sending or, uh, they are just dumb or whatever mm. it would be. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you think about our, our society right now with regard to, um, just discourse Mm. just discussing things that are important Mm -hmm. we have a hard time just getting into the conversation because somebody's going to be um you know some type of character assassination can happen yeah um as soon as you say something that they disagree with they're going to shut down immediately Mm. they don't want to hear your reasons they don't want to try to understand what you're saying they don't they don't care right
0: um
1: and so some of that bleeds into the church um Even today, you think about theological discussions that are much more important than what you and I are talking about here today, really. Um, Man, um, even Christians, pastors get into heated debates in front of other people Mm -hmm. in ways that we really shouldn't. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have public debate, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it turns into, um, I don't know, the conversation goes in a direction. You just, you think, I hope nobody's watching this. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you got these private Facebook groups. Right. You've got... Um, what should be fairly public, um, uh, things like articles and blog posts and book reviews and these sorts of things. And even those are being, um, is the right word weaponized? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, in, in just kind of attacking each other. And it's like, wait a second, these are people of the same denomination or the same theological tradition, or these are two Christians. I mean, just even, Mm. you know, uh, even fundamentally should be unified in some form or fashion. Um, so what do we do here?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we come back to, uh, the question, like, just think of our church. So we kind of think a broad picture of the church in general. Let's think about our church, right? Uh, on a given Sunday, we have about 220 people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Eliminate the little children. They're not allowed to have views, right? Or their views are going to be the same as their
0: parents. <laughs> Suffer not the little yeah. <laughs> children until they start talking about their theology. Right. That, okay.
1: right and, and their view of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'd imagine in our church, there's going to be a variety of understandings of multiple things. They're going to have different views on what the government should have done, right? what the church should have done, right. um, whether those things were done right or wrong, mm-hmm. what we should do going forward. There's going to be people who are still very fearful about coming out. There's going to be other people that think, no, you shouldn't be afraid. All the various things, masks, no masks, mm-hmm. um, all the various things you can think about. And mm-hmm. so as we come together, I think a, what I tried to get at, in the in the blog from, really from yesterday and today, is to try to remind us that the things that that we're disagreeing on are not the most important thing, and mm-hmm. they are they cannot be the thing that unites us as mm-hmm. believers, especially as a church, mm-hmm. um, because it will create division. Yeah, and and, so in
0: some sense, right? The coronavirus is the biggest thing, hmm. but. In the grand scheme of time, in the grand That's scheme right. of church history, this is just another pandemic, another epidemic that the church is facing, right? Mm-hmm. We've done this before. Maybe we've forgotten how to do it, yeah. right? Or whatever. But um, uh, otherwise, though, from culture, from the news, I mean, we're constantly thinking about jobs and these sorts of things. And so it's it's not saying that it's not a big deal, right? But it in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of the theology of the Bible, in the grand scheme of the life of the church, in the grand scheme of these sorts of things, we really shouldn't be talking so much about coronavirus Hmm. as much as we should be about other things. Right. I mean, obviously Jesus, but supporting each other through this and that sort of thing. But instead we found ourselves disagreeing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And It's just, there's
1: going to have to be a lot of grace Mm -hmm. uh, and mercy poured out on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having the ability to listen Mm. to the other person because they might say something that you think is completely outlandish. Mm -hmm. And in your own mind uh, and in your heart, you've got to say, okay, this is a brother or sister in Christ.
0: Mm.
1: I need to listen to them. I might ultimately disagree with them, but that cannot be the foundation of my relationship with them. Right. Um, This happens in all kinds of of areas, you think about the question of um, homeschooling, private schooling, mm. Christian schools, or public schools. People can divide over those, yeah. and this could have the same effect if mm-hmm. we're not careful to to apply the same principles we would to discussing uh, the question of schools. Yeah. Um, really listening, um, not passing judgment. Um, they may just have a different perspective than you. Mm-hmm. They may have had a little bit different experience with this. They may know some things you don't know that have led them to a certain conclusion. They may not know some things uh, that led them to a conclusion that's different from yours. And really kind of saying, I'm going to spend the time to love on this person, to communicate with them, and I'm not going to let this come between us uh, so that, you know, let's say in a few weeks and we're all in service together and you're telling somebody else, oh, person A, can you believe it? They think the lockdowns were the greatest idea on the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, how could they possibly think that? Or whatever you might say. Um, so it's really going to require all of us to, to sort of check our hearts, um, and be especially gracious toward each other because there are going to be different opinions and there's still things we don't know. Right, And so we need, we need to have that humility that there's just uncertainty. There's things we don't know. We might have a view, but mm-hmm. hold that with some, with some tension and yep. a lot of humility.
0: Yeah. So go back to the 17 views, right? And the 16 enemies that the person <laughs> on Facebook finds himself with. Even now when we talk about reopening, those are 17 views about coronavirus. Now we're talking about, well, even somebody who agrees with my view about coronavirus may have a different view about reopening. Right. May have a different view about these sorts of things. And it sounds like you are doing what Mrs. Reese, my fifth grade teacher, taught me <laughs> to do when I was 10 or 11 years old, which is to put myself in the other person's shoes. Right. I think I think it, it's it's incredible that we have to say this, but I think it's... It's good to be reminded of this truth of what you're talking about here, which is we all want the same thing, yep, right? We all want safety, we want health. We want our our congregation to to thrive. We want the kingdom of God to go forth. We want Jesus ultimately to be glorified. Mm-hmm. that's that's the number one thing we should want. Mm-hmm. So coming to, you know another Christian who disagrees with me on coronavirus, you're saying, what again my fifth grade teacher said i need to remember that we're on the same team here yep. we're we actually want the same goal in the long run we just kind of maybe disagree about how to get there mm-hmm. what are some practical ways in which maybe we can have that conversation i mean i know n- rule number 1 don't have it on social media right <laughs> <clears throat> but number 2 right give us give us some more rules here in in terms of just general helpful guidelines on okay brent i've come to you and said, Brent, I think we need to do X, Y, and Z. And you're just like, Jim, that's not true. Like, I don't think that's true at all. Walk me through how you might disagree with me on that. Well, depending on the issue, right? Um, I think the first
1: thing is I really want to hear you out. Mm. I really want to hear what you have to say. Um, I think wisdom and humility dictate that we operate that way. It's not mm. always the way we operate, sadly. Um but saying okay well let me let me hear well, why do you think that's the case i mean i'm sure you've had these instances too where you've gotten into these conversations and at the beginning you thought that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard you know <laughs> you don't say it but you're thinking it sure and you offer the other person some time and then you realize man that's that's, that's actually that's not the, dumbest, that's thing not the dumbest thing i've ever heard that's <laughs> actually i'm the dumbest thing i've ever heard you yeah. know so um i think first is to really try to understand where they're coming from Um, what's their quote unquote, let's just say, what's their argument? What, Mm. why part of, for me as a pastor, one of my questions is why are they feeling this way? Why Mm. do they think this Mm. so that I can fully understand them so that I can respond Mm. in Mm. certain ways? So the first thing I'd say is really try to understand them. Mm. You want to know why they're saying this, what's their quote unquote evidence for whatever it is we're talking about. Mm. And then secondly, I just, without, um, you know, turning it into a fight. I might I might in my mind say, well, I'm gonna respond to those. I've understood that. And I might want to sit down and say, Well, let me, you know, read this that I've shown you. Yeah. Uh, read this article on this particular topic or mm-hmm. whatever. Let me tell you why I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what you what you want to try to avoid is making it sound like a litmus test mm-hmm. for their spirituality, for their love of Jesus, yes. or for your friendship.
0: Yeah. Right? That's right. Um,
1: hey, every however you come down on this will dictate how, how good of friends we are after yeah, this. that's right. Um, and so really going that extra mile to communicate uh, love and grace in the midst of all of that, um, and then being okay mm. disagreeing, mm-hmm. being okay and saying, just pick something like masks. Yeah. You know, um, guy says masks are the greatest thing. It's what we need to be wearing. Everybody should wear one. Perhaps you don't think so. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, you know, walk away from the conversation with, you know, it was helpful for me to hear you and think about that. Mm. I don't necessarily agree at this time, but that was really good for me to hear and understand you. Yeah. And then you might say you're not a mask person. You might think about wearing a mask around them mm. to love them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's other articles out there on this, um, though. You might not think masks are worth it it's worth it to love your mm-hmm. friend and yeah. your neighbor in that way. A lot of, a
0: lot of biblical passages address that, right? right. I mean, meat sacrifice to idols, mm-hmm. the, the weaker and stronger brother. We won't talk about who's who. Right. In not passage. in this sense. That's right. <laughs> um, but I mean, we, we apply this principle in so many areas and so many other ways. Right. I mean, I have friends who don't drink alcohol. Mm. I ensure that, you know, if we go out to dinner and, and I do have a beer or I want to have a drink, that I make sure that they're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, well, then I think the Bible's pretty clear that I need to make sure that I need to make my brother comfortable, mm-hmm. right? There is a general principle in that, that Paul gives us, you know, I'm thinking of uh, Romans 14 in particular, uh, where he talks about kind of giving up my right to freedom mm-hmm. out of love for my brother, out of love for my sister, out of love in that way. And so, you know, you use the masks as an example. I think somebody who thinks that masks are ridiculous, um and, and can point to however many doctors that say it doesn't help. Hmm. I think it really matters what his sister in Christ two pews down from him thinks hmm. when she sees him without a mask. Hmm. I think that's so important. That's right. Um so talk to me about that then too. Like um you said, right, uh, be okay with walking away disagreeing. What about being okay walking away disagreeing and then remembering Oh, hey, this person disagrees. How can we go back into reopening or meeting together or whatever? How can we disagree on masks or whatever it is, but then find some common ground to get back together? How Mm. can we get past just disagreeing and and get back to the task of Christian discipleship and worship and gathering together? Mm. Well, and just thinking about the, the Romans
1: 14 and kind of giving up your rights, right? I think some of this is giving up your rights to having to be right. Hmm. You know, in the conversation, hmm. give up your but we're right. We're
0: Presbyterians, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, just,
1: you know, think about it. And this is more than just Presbyterians, as you know, but um, just giving up your right that you have to convince that person, hmm. um, kind of keeping the, the perspective, um, have tiers of importance, hmm. right? Yep. And I think that ends up kind of leading into uh, answering some of your question with this um, how do we get back together and hmm. move forward? we need to have some tiers of importance, mm-hmm. right? Okay, what's the most important thing? And you named a lot of these, right? Mm-hmm. As a church, uh, we're going forward as a church to proclaim the gospel, mm. to lift high Jesus Christ. Okay, this is this is tier one. The, the, that has to be set above that, right? Now, there might be some things um, uh, that we have to do so that, that tier one is achieved or so that we're, we're reaching that, but there are things that are way below that goal. Right. And right. if we think... A particular issue with regard to the coronavirus, whatever that might be, right? Um, Whether it's a political view or whatever it is, that's got to be put on a tier that makes sense. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, there are people that don't really have a tiers of importance scale. Everything's a tier one. Um, and that can cause issues and we need to have those understandings of what is important, what's not important and and try to keep those in our head Mm -hmm. as we're coming to those conversations with people.
0: Well, and and what's important to other people, right? Because, you know, the, the question of, of hand sanitizer, um, or masks or whatever we're talking about may not be, you know, important to me. I think they're ridiculous, right? I I don't actually think that, but just say for the discussion, Mm -hmm. I'm that person, Well, just because it's a low tier for me doesn't mean that it's a a low tier for somebody Mm. else, right? Um, I mean, just as an example, something that I've learned recently through the the circumstances Madeline and I have gone through in losing a child, um, we've realized a lot of people don't think about people who have lost a child Mm. and what they do. A lot of people don't think about, oh, do we have immunosuppressed people in our congregation? Mm. Um, oh, do we have people who might be sensitive to masks, to hand sanitizer, to clean wipes, to meeting smaller, whatever. Those are the questions we need to ask. So yeah, I can disagree. Okay. Um, it might be a low tier of importance. Well, if it's low in tier of importance, then I should just do it on some mm, level. Yeah. I mean, I remember my first um, preaching lab in, at RTS, uh, uh, the the professor said, okay, you gotta be in a suit. You remember that requirement. You gotta be in a tie, right? Whatever. And... and um, he then said, you have to button the jacket. And I was like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. I I feel like I'm, I'm not that animated, but I I move around a little bit. Right. And that's a little restrictive for me. So I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Well, I lost points because Mm. I didn't button my jacket. I was complaining to a friend of mine and he said, Jim, Shut your mouth. Just button the jacket. Like, it doesn't really affect you that much. You're just trying Mm -hmm. to stick it. You're Like you just said a a few minutes ago, you're just trying to be right to be right. Mm. Stop it. Mm. And that was really helpful for me. And so I buttoned the jacket and it was restrictive and I got over it. Sure enough, Mm -hmm. the sermon got preached. We got out of there. (laughs) If a mask is a low importance tier for somebody and it's a high tier importance for somebody else, maybe because they're... um, uh, sick, uh, or immunocompromised or whatever, then we just need to wear the mask mm, yeah. on some level. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if you're not willing to do that, then let other people know, right. Mm. I mean, don't just show up without a mask, mm. right. You don't, you, you can't do that. That's just right out. I think we can mm-hmm. agree on that. Um, okay. So sorry, I took us on a tangent there. No, walk, good. Us, walk us through now. What does it mean? You said it's okay to disagree at the end of a conversation can we say that it's okay to have your mind changed Hmm. and walk me through what that might look like?
1: Wow. Um, Yeah. Thinking about first just the, it's okay to disagree. Um, You know, there's things that Baptists and Presbyterians disagree on. I don't know if you know this. Um, Yeah. There's a, there's a few things in the, in the Christian world that we disagree on very important things, Mm. but we still spend time with them. Mm. Um, We still read them. We still read them. We sing their songs Right. Baptists and Presbyterians sometimes get together. Um, you know, this this does happen, right? Yeah. Um, the, the things we're talking about here again, the tears of importance, and having um, the idea: okay, I can walk away. We've disagreed on this particular thing, but it's, I'm not I'm not going to let that drive everything. Okay, now what about um, how do we have our mind changed? Right? Mm-hmm. Well. As anybody knows, going into those conversations, we have to go in. I mentioned this earlier, but you have to go in with some humility right. and, and admitting uncertainty, um, and being okay. Um, I think I think what happens to a lot of people in conversations like this is they come in so strong, then their pride gets in the way when they mm. realize "quote unquote" they were wrong. Mm and they won't let it go. Mm. Um, I know we've all experienced Mm -hmm. this. You've sort of gone in the conversation a little too strong. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And um, now for you to back down, oh, man, that's going to require a humility you don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to learn a long time ago um, because I used to suffer through that, right? (laughs) And um, I tried to learn a long time ago to go into conversations with um, not hedging your bet, but just a willingness to say, I could be wrong about this and I'm willing to be um, convinced uh, of the other side, mm-hmm. that's going to make it a lot easier for your conversation and for your own heart so that if the person does quote unquote convince you, whatever that might be, it's, it, you, it's not a big deal anymore. Right. But if you've come in saying, masks are the biggest joke, I read these five guys, blah, 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 blah but then halfway through you realize, oh man, masks are a good idea. Mm. You, you may not be willing to to give that up because our pride gets in the way. Mm-hmm. It just does. So yeah. um, that, that would be some of it is how you enter the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You might go you might have to go home for a week though and and then mm-hmm. realize, okay, I, I do need to come back and and admit to this.
0: Yeah. I think there's there's a distinction between a conversation and a lecture. Right? Yeah. Okay. You when you walk in and you're like, I'm right, I know I'm right, you know, whatever. That's not really a conversation, is it? Mm. Um you know, coming to one another to actually have a discussion, to talk, to have a conversation, to try and see each other's side, that's humility in, in disagreement, mm-hmm. right? Is is coming to it, right? So even, you know, you bring up Baptists and Presbyterians. I have Baptist brothers who, who I talk to about baptism, about church uh, polity, about mm-hmm. these sorts of questions that we disagree on. And we have noticed a stark difference when we come in on something very hot Very just heavy, Mm -hmm. right? We want to lecture. I'm teaching you the real way to do (laughs) it, right? Versus coming in and going, hey, so I know that you believe this. I don't understand why. Hmm. I genuinely don't understand why. Can you please explain it to me? Those conversations are wildly different. Hmm. Doing the same thing here, Right. Um, I understand we disagree about this. I understand we disagree about the coronavirus. I understand we disagree about how to reopen. I understand we disagree about what the church is doing. I understand we disagree about whatever. Can you please explain your position because I genuinely don 't get it right i don 't understand how you couldn 't believe something different right right or whatever that 's so different right, and even that isn 't as humble as it could be like i don 't understand how you could believe this right, <laughs> but there 's still an element to that but even that just little dose of humility changes the entire course of the conversation right. on that level, and, right? And,
1: and what we're talking about, we've, we've kind of danced around it. It mm-hmm. really is, the Bible says a number of times, but I'm thinking of uh, Philippians 2, put others' interests out yes. of your own.
0: Yeah, Romans 12.10, right? Honor one another above yes. yourselves, yeah.
1: And this is difficult for us. So I'm not just, I don't say that as like, oh, just go do it and you'll be okay. It, mm. This is, is practice. It is prayer. It is... Um, being mindful of mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. really putting their interests where we talked about before, like, are we going to put somebody else's interests ahead of our own and do something that we may think we don't need to do, but we're going to do it for mm-hmm. them. That's part of it. But also going into that conversation that way also is their interests, your relationship with them that you're putting sort of ahead of you being right or trying to convince and those types of things. Mm-hmm. And especially in these instances, these are, these are places, I, I just think there's places in our um in various parts of our lives, that there's room for disagreement. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about did Jesus rise from the dead, right? And even that we have we have friends that are non-believers that it ends up it separates us on a sense, but we we st- might still spend time with them, right? Yeah. We're talking about things that are difficult, that are complex. And we should just be showing that humility yeah. of, um, you know, I don't know everything. Yeah, that's would, a really
0: that's good think. point, man. I mean, just thinking about how we talk to our non-Christian friends and the humility that we try and show and mm-hmm. even, you know, that's like the best foot forward approach. Right. And then, oh, but if you're a member of a church, mm, okay, you can see <laughs> the real gym, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's something to that, that, that that really should be a reminder for us that the humility and the love that we have for non-believers and wanting to see them come to Christ should continue when they do come to Christ mm, that's right um, and should really continue and then you also mentioned um just as a word you mentioned prayer I think one um, aspect to this you know you come together it's okay to disagree it's okay to have your mind changed right you're not lesser of a person for that mm. um, but at the end of the day, no matter what happens at the end, you pray pray for the other person mm. pray for yourself pray lord if if I'm wrong
1: mm.
0: how often do we pray that Lord if i'm yeah. wrong yeah. Show it to me. Please reveal this to me. Um, uh, Give me uh, an open heart, right? The Lord will give, as James says, you do not have because you do not ask. Mm -hmm. The Lord will give humility and the fruit of the spirit and these sorts of things to us when we ask. Mm. And so asking for it in these conversations I think is crucial. Before, Mm. maybe even during, if you sense it getting hot, and definitely after. Mm -hmm. Um, praying for the other person, praying, Lord, soften my heart toward that person. Right. Um, soften me toward them that that it's okay, okay, I'm gonna give up my freedom to do whatever or not do whatever for that person. Mm -hmm. And really that's more Christ like. Jesus freely gave up all the riches of heaven, came down and died right? That's being Christ-like, not standing firm for your freedom so much.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a great point that what we're talking about that we're, we're called to do. It's not some morality that's out there. It's not some good idea, this abstract good idea. Mm -hmm. We're talking about being Christ to each other. Yeah. Right. Um, we've, um, died with him. We've Mm -hmm. been raised with him. We have new life in him. And now we're to manifest that new life as he conforms us into his image. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, as we deal with each other, um, I mean, some of the stuff I've written in the blog recently about uh, gentleness with each other, we could add patience, we could add all mm. the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yeah. Um, and I think when we do those things, we're really just showing Christ right. to each
0: other. And Christ himself said so. Right. Right? A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, mm-hmm. you must one love one another. This is how they shall know you are my disciples. Mm. Right? How do we know that we're Christians? We treat one another as Christ treats us, right? Mm -hmm. Even the Lord's prayer, Lord, um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, right? So that approach to one another, right? We could go all day about how you can't love God and hate your neighbor. (laughs) Certainly not the person in the pew next to you, (laughs) um, metaphorically, right? But, um, uh, the, so so the thing that unifies us is Jesus and his mission and his church and what he's done for us, right? Um, he He unifies us to himself. And in so doing, he's unifying us together. Mm-hmm. And so really the result of what we want is the glorification of Christ. So we're all united on that. What we have is Christ. So we're all united on mm-hmm. that. But we find ourselves in these little squabbles and disagreements. And what you're saying is the more we treat each other like Christ, who mm. is who we have, right, who is what we want to see glorified, the more we act like him, the better these disagreements might end up being in the right. end. Right. Brent, that's fantastic. Well, hey, brother, thanks so much for your take on uh, disagreeing about coronavirus. I hope to uh, bring this in person discussion <laughs> to an evening service near you soon. But until then, brother, uh, blessings to you and blessings to all those who are out there listening. Thanks, Jim.